0: Welcome to Curious with Josh Peck. Start the show.
1: Here we are again. Can you believe this? I mean, we've got to stop meeting like this. Or maybe we need to keep meeting like this. I am thoroughly enjoying this podcast and I hope you guys are too. I am a lover And a consumer of podcasts and all many auditory experiences. I like a book on tape, I like music, and I love me some podcasts. And I feel so honored and grateful that you guys are continuing to go on this ride with me, you beautiful listeners. Uh, It's been a great week. I recently got back from a vacation with my wife and some good friends in, in Hawaii and we, we were those people. We go on vacation now. I'm married. We planned this trip five months ago, paid for it. And then, it, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get a great appreciation about planning a trip and having it to look forward to. And I've heard that over the years is like this important thing. And it's really good to have a trip to look forward to. And it, it really is. It really is. Because cause then it comes and, and you go. And you do the whole thing. I mean, got to the hotel, got the lay the flowers around the neck and go out onto the beach and you're in the water and you're like, why don't I do this more? And you're like, because I don't live in Hawaii. That's why I don't just frolic on the beach and in the water on a regular basis. Like, yeah, I live in Southern California, but the beach and the, the water here are scarier. It's a different experience when you live, when you live close to it. But when you're in Hawaii, there's just like a new, there's a new thing that happens. It takes me a while to decompress. I get there and I resent the fact that I'm there because I'm not relaxed and I'm worried about work and what I'm missing and what I could be doing or should be doing. And do I even deserve this vacation? And oh no, my wife can see that I'm uncomfortable and I got to be grateful because this is so great and look what I'm doing. I'm lucky. Who gets to do this? Very few people. But then two or three days go by and kind of get into the energy of the place that you're at and let go of back home and what's going on and the, the comings and goings. And you know that inevitably whatever you had to do will be there waiting for you in a couple of days when you get back. And then you really, that's, that's when you enjoy. That's when the fun happens. And, and then you go to the other side of it where you're like, oh, well, I can never go home because what's that? that's not life, that's not, I mean, I can't, this is my new life, here, unencumbered, de-stressed, I want to be, maybe I'll, you know, I'll work at a, at the pineapple farm here, on beautiful Maui, at the Dole factory, and I'll live a simple life, and I won't be worried about views, or callbacks, or, or what that executive thought of my script, no, I'm just going to I'm going to cultivate pineapples and go for morning contemplative walks and or swims. But then then you get a little too relaxed and the vacation gets a little long and you're ready to go home and you want the trappings of where you live and the traffic and the the restaurants you always eat at and the and the familiar stress. And so now I'm back and I'm here with you guys talking to my friend, Harley, um, a gem of a guy. You might know him from YouTube and his pretty epic uh, show, Epic Mealtime. I mean, it's, it's uh, it's not a small YouTube channel. It has over five, six, seven million subscribers, hundreds of millions of views, it was a, it it was, it's a, it's a huge thing. And I'm a huge fan of it. And him, I, Harley's just one of those guys where we met and I just said, I get you. And he said, I get you and we get each other. And so that is a beautiful thing. So, you're going to hear my friend Harley. He's uh, he's pretty special. He was nice enough to bless me for an hour. He's super talented, funny, epic mealtime, huge on YouTube. Now he's doing a bunch of his own uh, new businesses and TV shows. And he's got this incredible new thing called Pizza in a Bag from Super Snack Time. It's available at Walmart, uh, supersnacktime.com. So... You got to check that out. It's pizza flavored jerky. What, what? I mean, what more do you need to know, really? All right, this is me with Harley. Enjoy. Who are you? We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The people who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make the show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to ListenerQ, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q com slash curious and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Yeah. Two minutes. ListenerQ dot com slash curious. That's ListenerQ slash curious. Uh, uh and
2: like I'm here for like a food network show, so if you want actually an alcoholic beverage, right
1: off if you want like uh we can charge this to the food network? Yeah. Well I'll have a Laqua then, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Food it's, Network.
2: It's so funny, Laqua, like everyone here drinks them. Yeah, they're you know, so
1: like, on trend. You no, know, but I tried one and I was like, oh fuck LA, come on. Like, you guys like this? Shit. Really?
2: I'm like a teaspoon. Like someone poured soda water into someone like someone drank lemonade and finished the cup and put it down and then someone poured soda water in there, you know, it has that little taste in Yeah,
1: it. it got a little tinge.
2: But I do uh I do uh get down with it when I'm like uh when I just like, I just need a drink, you know? And so usually on set,
1: there's like 5,000, I find, I'm so bad on sets, too, because I find myself stealing for no reason. Like, like taking food and bringing it home. Bad, yeah, bad. <laughs> I don't know why. And I'm like, I have enough money to totally right. buy my own case of water, but right, just, I can't help myself. I went on, uh, you know that show At Midnight?
2: Yeah, like, Chris games. Hardwick? Yeah, exactly. Yes. There and, like, one of my buddies came on the show, and like, there's like a little fridge, a Red Bull fridge, and there was like nine Red Bulls in there. Like, I grabbed the Red Bull, he grabbed the Red Bull, and then he opened up his bag, and he put the eight Red Bulls in. And I was there, and I was like, is that stealing, or, like, are we, like, it's like, I mean, we could sit here and drink all eight of them, but is it, it's like, is it stealing because you put it in your bag? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and I was like, okay.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, because when is it officially stealing? When it goes it's, in your bag, and it's it's on its but way But it's almost to like house. you
2: could debate it. You could be like, every single one of these is for me, and they're, like, only... Under this roof or in this room, like what's the debate of it? You know, right. it's like I don't know. It's funny.
1: How are, are you? How are you with craft service in general, right? Because you're a fit guy, and you and I have both like. I, I try. Been yeah, bigger. Like I've
2: lost. I've done like uh, I did keto. You oh, know? so that was my thing, and then I stopped doing, and I got to this place like two summers ago where I was like really obsessed about like putting on size. Right. And then uh, I noticed my audience didn't like it
1: yeah like you were it was I fit. was
2: automatically a, a douchebag no matter what I did it's like oh you think you're so cool like you think you're better than me it was like an unintentional slight right. to all my fat fans or something and I do have like heavyset fans so it was like an automatic slight to them right and I was saying I was like man I'm like losing like subs on my vlog and people are still and my buddy who's like you know sometimes just a pothead he's not in the space at all I was like back in Canada he was like well there's no room for vanity in comedy
1: I, I like, guess that's oh, yeah. right. I'm
2: like, it's true. I'm like, you know, we were like, oh no, we're like Jonah Hill. Put right. it back on, bud. Put it back on, you know? Right. But what do you I think mean,
1: that is? Is it that it makes people feel bad about themselves that they see you getting in shape and all of a sudden their whole They're sort just of, like, well,
2: what do you care about these days, bro? Like, what yeah. do you care about anymore? You know? What's your priorities? You know, it's different. You're like, you were like two people. Yes. You know, there was like young Josh Peck and older Josh Peck. So it's like a different thing. Me, it's like all in the last six years. I'm like, let's get fat. And then I'm like, Scr- oh, what happened? Right. Not me pick up my protein powder. No, I never sold the protein powder. I <laughs> felt so, like imagine I just really pivoted on everyone like that and like get had, them fat. And you had
1: your... a couple hot IG photos. I remember I'd be like, my my man, you had yeah. cables. I did.
2: Uh, Those I, arms. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I like off the record, literally ate vegan for like 45 days at one point. Really, Like, low-key, we filmed ahead, and I just dropped meat for a bit, and I did a cleanse. And, like, it was, like, the one day that, like, I literally, it was literally, like, half a day I like could see my abs. I, like, put a picture up on Instagram right away.
1: Great.
0: Of course. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, with the perfect amount of, like, fasting and lighting and the right tan, you can look like I Mr.
2: Olympia. This, I have this great mirror yeah. in my bathroom upstairs at, like, my old house. Excellent mirror. It's, it's everything. Like no matter what, it's so good. Yeah. Cast weird
1: shadows on my face, but like, whatever. So be it. (laughs) (laughs) So be it. (laughs) You got to make certain, uh, uh, you know, make acceptance with certain things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel as though I don't, you know, it's weird for me because so many of my comments are like, I liked you better when you were fat. You were funnier when you were fat. And I can't quite tell because sometimes I'll just respond and they'll be like, just kidding, bro. I love you. I just wanted to get your attention. But I think there's something deeper in that.
2: Well, my response, and I guess like what you're saying, because my response is inspired with what you just said. Right. Was some guy was like, uh, I like, uh, you were better when you were fat. Right. And I wrote back, I was like, I'm actually the exact same person and I'm just healthier, so I'm in a better place. So if you thought I was better when I was fat, like this is weirdly your own baggage and I don't know how to handle it, but I I think this is your shit.
0: Totally. You
2: know, like it's not me; it was him. You know what I mean? Or that—that's what I thought. And like, uh it, it's funny because sometimes you can call, like, respond back to someone that's saying something, right? And and this is my rule because it's not the same for you in a way. But like, my brand was like, Yo, what up, bitch? I'm gonna fucking sorry. Can I do that? Please. Okay. <laughs> no holds <barred>. spot. <laughs> like, what up, bitch? I'm fucking Just give you dad this bacon. You know? And people would like want to give that back to me, right? Like, you get what you give. So I gave out this intense, like, at the beginning, like, this frat boy drunken, like, listen up, bitch. So people would see me and be like, listen up, bitch, back, and I'd be like, would you just call me a bitch? <laughs> right. And am like, you know, like, you forget that that's what I gave out in a way. So to you, it's like, just might be just, like, hater inspired. Sometimes for me, it was like, is this guy really... A toxic person or is he trying to communicate with the character that I put out there right And I remember one time this guy always bashed every single picture every single video every single thing and like I was like you know what I'm gonna go block this guy and I click on his profile he liked all my stuff and he was there all the time and he commented early and I'm like oh he's he's a fan right but he's like you know he's there constantly so my rule was I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna now if I ever talk to or respond to a hater I'm going to go and respond to 10 people that are writing something positive. Right. Because it's so easy sometimes. Like, you put something up. You thought it was good enough to put up. So if someone's like, oh, this is great. You're like, yeah, no, You know, I feel like it's great too. Cool. You know, and you kind of don't think about it. And then someone's like, "They." it's not like they just bash and they go, this is unfunny. Because I'll be like, yeah, maybe it is to you. You know, I don't think, care about that. But when they say, like, when they make a point about it and the point is just blatantly wrong... Right. Where they're like, this is unfunny. I like this better. And you're like, well, actually that, if you look at it, is the exact same thing as this. Like your one point about it is wrong. And then I'm like breaking it down for this person. Like I'm justifying it in a weird way. Yeah. And then I'm like, the guy who said this was great deserves more of my attention in a way because like, you know, he he likes what I'm doing more. He's more positive about it. So if I'm going to go respond to a negative person, I don't want to inspire all these people to be like, oh, you got to bash Harley. It's the only way he'll respond to you.
1: But does that speak to our the human condition or just our insecurity as performers that I can literally gloss over 10 or 20 nice comments and really only see this huge beacon of a douche bag. How, how funny is that? Yeah. It's
2: like, it's so crazy. You're just like, if, if every positive comment made you feel at the same level that every negative comment made you feel right. Like where would we be at? Like, it's like every negative one, like they just, sometimes they just stand out. Like, you know, it's, right. I always respond to a negative comment that is like critical and well-written. And I get them (laughs) sometimes, probably like once a month I'll be like, yo, I got to say something. I've been here for two years and this is what I noticed. And it'll be like a little breakdown and whether I agree or not, I have to, like, respect that and, like, show it to the other guys on the team because maybe they agree or see something that I don't, you know what I mean? Right. So, I, I don't know. I do that. Uh, I have, like, I mean, I've always had, like, a, a support system with me on Epic Meal Time. I've always had, like, a couple guys working with me. And then when I go into my own stuff, I still have, like, five guys on a salary that's still input into my personal brand. So, it's, like, I have that. Not everyone has that. Right. You know, I know some creators that just don't, like, you know, they don't have anyone. They're here from some other country. And like, you know, they're in their early 20s. And I'm just like, man, you know, respect to you. Cause I would have, I would have blown this whole thing if it happened to me at 22. Like just, you know, no range, just going online and being able to post what I wanted. I would have messed it all up for sure.
1: Well, I think that's, you know, pertinent to recently with the whole Logan Paul of it all and whatever. And that's been overly commented on. But what I will say is, and what I try to to impart on anyone is that we can get mad at the act and and, and you know, it's, it's something that's inexcusable and needs to be corrected. And and I'm not commenting on that. What I'm commenting on is that at 19, I had a small semblance of fame and celebrity. And I was a total knucklehead, sowing my wild oats. And had there been social media and the wrong camera phone at the wrong time, they would have caught me in a moment that could have ruined my life forever. Mm. And But you could have mostly just chalked it up to like dumb adolescence. Mm. And... When you heighten that fame and the money for people at that same age, I'm not surprised when they act accordingly. Like when they act in congruence with the age in which they are, which is when you're supposed to do dumb shit.
2: Mm-hmm. My, my, my yeah. probably my biggest, number one, most unpopular opinion of the last year is. Jake Paul and Logan Paul are some of the hardest workers in the industry
1: without a doubt
2: and like and that's because I've been around Logan Paul on a set and I've seen what he does and how he like handles phone calls and stays on his own laptop brings it with him and takes cuts of his own videos that someone is editing but he'll still jump in and cut it and send it back and an hour later it comes and I've seen that and it's hard work and I get that you can't always make the right decisions and right. I get that like, you know, it's almost like when you get that much money, it's your responsibility to get someone to keep you reeled in. So right. like, you know, no, there's no, I'm not like uh, a committee. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying like uh, he should be excused cause he works really hard and he's probably really tired and messed up, you know, like it was totally. a consistent, consistent fuck ups across the board for, for a period of time there. But sometimes you just look at it and it's like, well, you know, I've seen many creators, not all of them work that hard, right? you know? So it's not like uh, he won like a lottery and you saw he went from like one platform to another platform. So there's like a, an amount of work ethic there. It's just that it's like he has that responsibility. I feel like uh, to make the right decision because he's at the level. Right. But we have this weird place, you know, like for yourself, you were on a traditional, in a traditional landscape. Right. Like, People are around to make sure you don't fuck up because, like, you know, uh, corporations bank on you being a part of something. It's, like, watched to to make sure that, like, you know, everything is copacetic.
1: You have media training at, like, a young age where they make you
2: safe. And it's interesting to see, like, you know, speaking of media training, like, seeing Logan Paul after the fact, you know, like... uh, I mean it lasted for like a, a video or so, but just to see what media training looks like. Right. You know? I mean it's like it's like right after that whole thing, I was like, I know, I told my buddy, I'm like, watch this. First thing, haircut. Hundred <laughs> percent. Video comes up, haircut. I'm like, honestly. You're halfway there.
1: Yeah, done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's how you save the hearts of, and the minds of your yeah. audience.
2: I met, I met Logan uh, years ago during the, uh, the, like, you know, when he was doing Vine and stuff. at It was a really nice, really young guy. I never really met Jake. Mm. I met Logan at another point. Uh, he came and did a video with us on Epic Meal Time. It was a branded deal. He was really cool. It was really nice. And then it's like, there's this, like, you know how comments can affect us? Right. What if we timesed it by like a thousand, you know? And I'm not saying, once again, I'm not excusing, but we don't have any studies or knowledge of what that does to people or what that pressure feels like. It's not quite like a Tom Cruise pressure. It's different. It's more accessible. People can go to his house and stand on his front lawn. You know what I mean? It's like a different, weird type of vibe you yeah know? they're not
1: insulated from the fame they it's right in their face at all times and
2: you heard about what happened with gavin and meg no so uh gavin's one of the guys on slow-mo guys and meg uh you know she used to be on source fed and stuff and you know she does like these beautiful pictures and stuff and like you know she has like a like an online personality and some dude broke into their house this, and walked around yes. with a gun Right. And they hid in the closet, and then he ended up shooting himself in the head, like, on in the driveway. And his phone apparently had, like, things being like, I want... Yeah, manifesto. You know, want. So, like, that to me is, like, that's really... That, for me, is, like... Like, I'm not saying, like, once again, not excusing the the shortcomings of influencers because it's our responsibility and we're in the space. But, like, that's the type of shit that can happen that, you know, you don't really think about, you know, and there was that girl who was a, an influencer and a singer a couple of years ago that got shot at her meetup. Right. Like you don't know, like, yeah, it, fucking like terrifying. who knows what type of DMS or weird stuff or things that maybe is said and like how it gets to people and stuff. You know what I mean? We're in like a, a strange place with influencers.
1: Well, I get weird texts and I'm just Josh from Drake and Josh, but people that come into my DMs are fucking weird. It's like it's very, and like every couple of weeks I'll like do a deep dive and i will be like, yo, this is going to get heavy. But I, I think we, I think, you know, my feeling is, and what you're saying too, is like, of course there are certain things that are like inexcusable and that people shouldn't come back from. But, you know, I think what's more likely is that people in the public eye on a public stage are capable of being fallible and making mistakes and- What I'm more interested in is if they are human and they do make mistakes, what do they do after? And do they use it as an opportunity to teach and to learn to correct their behavior and do better for the next? And then I think it's incumbent on all of us to forgive. And I think so much of our culture, especially now, is like if you mess up even slightly, it's like go away forever to the land of like lost entertainers because you are no longer allowed to play the game. But... I don't know, I get older, I'm 31 now, and I'm like, just shit, it's not that black and white. No. Sometimes it is, but... No, it's,
2: it's true. It's it's completely different. It's like, it's not black and white, but we try and black and white it. Right. And then some people end up looking like the black or the white, right. and it is a gray thing, but we still need it to go one way or the other, you know? Like, it's still like, uh, you know, I, I, the last time I'll go back to Logan.
0: Yeah, Logan, please. The <laughs>
2: Logan when he, uh, like, tasered the dead rat. Right. You know? Um What's her name? David Dobrik's girlfriend. Uh, Liza. So, yeah. I saw a video where, you know, she stabs a dead fish. Right. But we don't hate her publicly. So right. we don't think about that, you know? But it's almost like, oh, you're fresh out of a mistake. You, like, you're in this weird zone. Purgatory. Where like, don't do anything until we forget about this. Till we then decide. then you can go back to whatever. And uh, to the same thing, like, to the same sense, like, you know, uh, and this is like a, a like a, a a topic that's like you know like a, definitely a heavy topic, but like you know the like uh, the me Too movement times up. it's like it's it's an important thing. and there's also an element of you know like with Aziz Ansari where it's like you know something happens and then he he like says, like okay, like he, you know he comes out and he uh, accepts responsibility for it. and then there's this downtime of, well, don't do anything for now right you know and even like Facebook with what they're going through that's not even a person it's a corporation right they like pull back a bit you know while they're being investigated or if they're under the spotlight for something you know what I mean it's like there's this weird like everything is operating around the scope of the social media and how fast everyone can kind of jump in on something you know what I mean right like, uh, sometimes I feel like if aliens were going to come and invade the earth and they're going to come and there, it's literally, we all know aliens are coming and they're going to attack the earth and we're all going to be enslaved. Someone might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at this guy made a homosexual slur on Twitter. And they're like, oh, let's talk about that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's like, uh, and I'm not saying that shouldn't happen, you know, like right. there's people, we all have responsibilities and we should, uh, handle that stuff. But like. There's a strange, it's almost like the hive mind decides what is important to discuss and what is not. And it's a strange, like, I don't want to say popularity contest, but there's an element of, like, we like to build people up on a pedestal and take them down, you know? We all make Facebook accounts and give it all our information. Then 10 years later, we're like, oh, you suck for having all our information, you know? It's like uh, a strange building up on the pedestal and tearing it down. I feel like we've been doing that in society forever, and now it's come to the social media place. You know, it's like on YouTube now.
1: Well, it's people, I think, too, that threaten. I think for most people, they've settled into a certain level of normality and perhaps... Not to be judgmental, but like accept a certain level of mediocrity or routine in their life. And so then when there are these outliers and people that are threatening that, and you're seeing, I mean, I've been around people that I loved, like truly loved. Who, like I remember I made a movie, movie with Chris Hemsworth, Red Dawn, and like, love, by the way. Thank you. I swear (laughs) I actually
2: do. I actually watched it again not too long ago.
1: It's you know it's I saw the OG
2: one, so I was excited when it came out. Respect And I I didn't grow up Drake and Josh, so I you know, Canada, it's like we didn't get Nickelodeon French Canada. So, like, I didn't know it, and, like, you know, when I would just watch it, you know, I was like, uh, it's funny, like, watching now, I'm like, look at this little guy
1: here. Look at this guy. <laughs> Different guy. Yeah, but you were saying, you said, like, Red Dawn, Chris Hemsworth. So, we do Chris Hemsworth, and Chris is literally a gem, and, you know, it's basically the whole package, like, gorgeous, nice, talented. Can he dance, though? Probably could. he tear up a rug. He's like, give me three hours, I'll learn it. He's like, I got it, mate. Fucking <laughs> do a two-step right now, Dougie right now, mate.
2: oh yeah and that And, and he speaks with an excellent american accent
1: and he's australian and i just remember and he couldn't have been sweeter and it had nothing to do with him but literally being around him as because we shot before thor came out and then seeing the next year and a half to two years of the marvel thor effect of it all it was just hard for me to be around because he was so famous and crushing it so hard that i couldn't help but look To myself and be a little bit like, what the fuck are you doing, Josh? (laughs) Like, you're falling off. And it's like, and I could imagine for him, it probably happened with other friends where maybe they slightly pulled back having nothing to do with him, but it forced them to look at themselves. And it's a trippy kind of balance. Since then, we're great. But, you know, I just – and that's someone I love. So especially someone who you've made a snap judgment about, you've watched in the media, they're crushing it so hard, and then they have this one misstep and you're like, I knew it. Yeah. Like, I knew you didn't deserve this. Yeah. You know? No,
2: I, I, I get it. It's almost like – uh there is an element of – and I and I, I thank God that, like, I had a a job before. Like, I had, like, a career, you right. know what I mean? And even being – working in social media isn't the same. I've been on traditional sets, you know. Like, they're hard right. work. They are long days, you know what I mean? But, like, I was a teacher before. So, like, I value that. Right. Like, You're I, a history could, teacher, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, in high school. And I could see how, like, some people, like, when you have that, that job and you have, like, a boss and you have those hours – how you can resent someone who is, you know, putting an image out there where it's like, oh, this is my, I'm going to the video game convention. <laughs> right. Tonight I'm going to be on Snoop's podcast, smoking a yeah. blunt or what, you know, and you're like, that's a job.
1: And um, it's am like, unboxing true. a drone <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> 3 <yeah>. million views. <laughs>
2: it's like, oh, I got to throw my old TV because I just got a new TV and I have to open it up the box. <laughs> right, that's my, right. yeah, I got to open up the box. But, uh, but people would look at that and be like, That's not real. And like, I get that, but a lot of people who don't know the space don't realize you put in double the work behind the scenes to make it look like you're not, you're chilling. Right. You know, like you have to look like you're chilling. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what image gets put out there, it's like people want to be happy and and they want to see good stuff. They don't want to see like, you know, your relationship fights right so you don't put that out there so then like maybe they're just like oh like relationship goals and it's like "Well, we don't actually know what it's really like you know what i mean or stuff like that and there's always like the element of like you know a relationship which is like pressure because of the online community or like you're always like uh you know let's say you do a fitness channel and it's like you're always supposed to have a six-pack even though right. like you know people cycle in and out of phases throughout a year you know and it's like it's like you'll always be or people will always be critical if they don't realize that there's a lot of work put in behind the scenes to do some of this stuff and sure some people get lucky and maybe they just keep getting lucky and coast on their luck but you know I've seen some creators man like bust their heads and literally like almost lose their minds and get like affected by comments and I think every every creator I've met and got to know has an element of insecurity and I started to realize my own insecurities with certain things and corrected them and that's just come with age right know, there's like certain things i'm like well that's just uh that's how it is and i'm a 32 year old man now and i'm comfortable (laughs) with like that's how it is you know something like that it's like it's people there's expectations and
1: and it's being i think it's being obsessed with the finish line and an idea that once this happens i'll be fixed And if I get X amount of followers or money in the bank or prestige or that supermodel or what have you, like, and those are all lovely, I'm sure, or so I've heard. But like, (laughs) I think there's, yeah, I mean, that's what I found for me, especially having friends that have attained such success is that there are moments of incredible joy and excitement. But the reality is that most of it, like life, is just sort of straight down the middle. I remember Seinfeld was interviewing Obama, and they were sort of talking about how do, they withstand, how do they withstand the test of time, staying who they are, and they both sort of had this similarity where they said, it's a love of the work, you know, that at the end of the day, like Seinfeld loves writing jokes and loves the, the craftsmanship of it and getting up on a, on a stage and performing, and so I think that's the saving grace, right? If you love the work, then the result becomes less important
2: hmm well anyone who, who would and I agree with that because anyone who would come to me and be like what's uh what's a good advice for someone who wants to break into the space yeah and I would always say like it's just the most important thing is you have to do something you love if you look and you're like whoa pranks are hot these days I'm gonna make a prank but like you're not into you know tricking people or something I don't <laughs> know, you're not really a trickster at heart <laughs> right.
1: you then, don't want to get knocked out in the ghetto because yeah. you made some bad <laughs> prank
2: video then like you'll end up Hating your job. Right. And another thing is like some people I know will use or want to approach social media as a means of like, oh, that's how I get famous. Right. And my end game was never, I want to be famous. When people were like, oh, what do you want to do? I used to be like, oh, I want to make like a, a movie or be in a movie. Like I loved movies. I saw Terminator 2 when I was like five years old in theaters. It blew my mind. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do forever. Like I thought about that.
1: So you did know, you did have an idea early on that you wanted to be so an entertainer.
2: I, I played it with my dad's camera and stuff like that, like made like shitty videos at home and things like that like anyone
1: in your family in in performing or
2: no 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 they're just like jewish family so they're like yeah but what do you what what do you really want to do that's realistic doctor lawyer (laughs) accountant (laughs) exactly right so like i mean it's like uh there's just uh i i I always knew i wanted to do that and then i know that there are people out there where they strangely enough they're like i just want to be famous right what's your goal i just want to be like on a billboard and it's like, but what's your billboard? Like just you, you know, like, is it like vote like for you as president? I don't know. Or like buy your album or check out the show. It's yeah, like what's this? have uh... the billboard as an end game. It's like almost the audience can see through your work and see that you're just using this as a means to an end. Right. If someone's like, what do I do? I'd be like, just make sure you love it. Make sure you want to do it. Make sure you like, you know, like I like food. Right. So, like, it was easy. I like hanging with my friends and being an idiot. So, if the show's being an idiot with my friends and food, like, I could do that for eight years now. Right. If I didn't like the show and I had to do it eight years later, like, that's, it's actually kind of like hell, you know?
1: How much do you, I'm interested in this. How much do you think being Jewish, as I am as well, influenced your love of food? Because, I mean, I guess all cultures are based around it, but we're a pretty food loving bunch.
2: Yeah. Well, it's so funny because, like, we do, like, uh, my brother, who's my partner, was working at, like, a, uh, a, a private uh, Jewish school. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, a teacher there. And, like, they thought it was, like, so outlandish that he was part of a company that sells a bacon strips and bacon strip shirt. And I remember on the, ep- the fourth episode of Epic Meal Time, I'm like, oh, this will be funny. I'm going to give my buddy, you- he's going to wear a talus and a kippa, <laughs> right. give him the pig head on a plate. my mom and dad lost their mind. They're like, the Jewish community? Will banish you. When they, <laughs> yeah. I swear they said that. But the, the Jewish
1: message
0: board.
2: The next week, strangely enough, it was like on the like combined Jewish appeal, like like newspaper, like front page. It was like you know, Jew boys profit off bacon. You know? It was,
1: yeah. I love it. War profiteers. <laughs> yeah.
2: So like, it's so funny. Like, uh, I don't know. Every every Jew I know, like like loves dairy. Yeah, and, like, just gets, like, destroyed in the bathroom, too, for it. But, like, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, we was, like, for it. you know, we, we punish ourselves for the things we love.
1: Do you think, What did your mom, were you chubby as a kid?
2: No, I was very lanky as a kid. Really? Really lanky. And I got made fun of a lot for it in high school for just being, like, really super bony and just being really long. And then when I hit, like, 23, no one told me that all the things I used to just pig out on will hurt me later. Like, I didn't know that you could wake up and eat a box of cereal and suffer for a month later. Right. So I used to wake up and eat a box of cereal. I was like six foot two and like 180 pounds, like really skinny, just eating whatever I wanted. The dream. Yeah. And then once that big mealtime happened when I was like 25, it took like about a year to put on like 30 pounds and then another year for 30 pounds. And I'm like, I'm 60 pounds bigger than what (laughs) what, before. And I was bony then. I'm just like, my arms are still bony but now I'm just like fat and weird. It's like you know what I mean. Like I just look like I get pushed over really easily. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, that that happened fast. It's funny because it wasn't epic meal time. It was eating on the road, stress eating, like eating late at night while I'm editing, snacks, quick food, quick quick answers to eating, and that's like what really did me in. Alcohol right. drinking. You oh know. yeah,
1: alcohol will kill you. Yeah. And then, Do you think you have? Because I know I have a a weird relationship with food and probably other things. But like that I had to sort of take a very, you know, straightforward, pragmatic approach of being like, no, this is somewhat of an addiction for me and and it's triggered by XYZ. Did you have that or just was like you just weren't a mindful eater and it's just kind of... Because some people are just like, put on a couple pounds here and there, and then they lose it. They don't really have a struggle with food. You don't seem like you struggle with you know, it. My moment was I had, uh, like,
2: being tall helps hide it a lot. Yeah, that's being beautiful. Being good at layering helps. <laughs> being in Canada means like seven months of the year you're wearing a winter jacket. Oh, you know beautiful. What I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You, get, you get like some good coverage there. But I think- Another
1: was, vote for Canada, man. Yeah, if you want to yeah. be heavy set, <laughs> move to the great north.
2: Yeah. And I think it was just like, my biggest waking moment was- My, uh, I got off a plane and my back hurt and like under my, one of my legs hurt. Right. And it stayed like that. And I went to the doctor and he was like, Oh, he's like, yeah. Like, you know, like, see like your fat here is like pressing on this. And I was like, well, this has how I hurt my legs. I'm fat. (laughs) That's ugly. I'm like, I, that's like, I need to, I didn't know that. I was like, God forbid I like get some roll or something, you know, and I have to run or jump. It's like, I can't, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm not in a good space and my only goal when i started working i was like i'm not like oh i'm gonna get fit right. i just had one goal if like i should be able to do 20 pull-ups straight Let's, yeah straight wide grip pull-ups if i should do 20 like that's, that's like, no
1: easy feat by the no, way no it's not and that's he, real deal holy food. and that's
2: one of those things where it's like people say like you know we have these milestones for like a normal average man can do 50 push-ups and 20 pull-ups and 150 jumping jacks you know or something like that and it's like damn like I know a lot of people can't do that right but I still feel like if I just get the pull-ups I should be all right and I just I aimed for pull-ups I felt like my back was weak I felt like my posture was bad I felt like every problem connected from my back you know and I never set out to to do anything else other than that and uh, you know when you get there you get Excited, it starts to work in a way, and you like you know you start start to be the like oh I love working out I love the gym right you know I get I get a better sleep later on because of it oh that was the biggest thing actually for me losing weight is I love staying up late right I hate going to bed I'm the worst like I'll stay up like playing video games till like four a.m. and then I, even if I have something at eight a.m. I'm just like whatever you know sleep when I'm dead yeah you like, figure it out exactly and like uh, you know squeeze naps in and here and there but like a full night's sleep is the best for your body. It's oh, like it's, it's up there with like water and diet, literally.
1: I love sleeping. I'm a sleeper. I think I got nine hours last night, and I woke up bummed. I was like, I don't feel right. <laughs>
2: this isn't right. You like? Do you go to bed early or You're like, oh, it's eleven. Tapping up, putting the phone on silent.
1: I do put All it right, on guys. silent, so anyone who needs me, if there's an emergency late at night, don't don't rely on good old JP because yeah. I'm not coming to save you. Um, I'm tired. Um, no, I yeah. Between midnight and one, I'll knock out and. You know, I don't have a traditional schedule, so I can easily sleep like eight thirty or nine, and it's not lost on me. It's such, and I just don't know if I'll ever be that guy. Maybe kids and stuff help you wake up earlier. I assume, but I'm yeah, sure I, I'll resent them for that.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, but like, I wonder. Like, it's like for me, it was like a weird, like, uh, like, uh, like. I don't want to say like a FOMO thing, but I'm always around people, And I right. always get calls and phone, and then like at around like. 12 a.m., you know, I'm in East Coast, it's 9 p.m., and now, like, I know no calls are coming from the West Coast, and everyone else is sleeping, and I'm like, oh, now I could sit down, chill on the couch, and, like, play this video game, or watch this show. Like, I could do this now. Now is my leisure time. Right. When really I should be ahead of the game plan leisure time better I don't. I would just stay up late, you know, and like squeeze my leisure time into the middle of the night and still I'd have to be up early because everyone's coming to work the next day, you know? So it was like,
1: right. So now that's you're, what did me in. Now you're 32, I'm 31, and like I found, and I'm like, I totally have that adult thing where I just, like you said, like, I'm like, dairy? Yeah, I know that's delicious, but like, am I willing to pay for it? No, thank you, sir. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and like all of a sudden now these like healthy routines have sort of taken over, which is this great thing, but I find myself like, what did I, what did i not do the other day i don't know i my uh, it was something like i think my friends went to one of those bullshit trampoline places or whatever scare me man dude and i was like i'm gonna i if i pop an acl on this i'm gonna be so fucking bummed you
2: have never tore your acl
1: i haven't i did my
2: you're you're jewish and you're over 27 so you cannot play basketball anymore no basketball basketball every jew i know yeah every jew i know is like 25 26 and they think they're like still at like Jew camp or something, they still could do the crossover, <laughs> right. and they literally... I, I have, like, nine Jewish friends that tore their ACL after 25 years old. Totally. Like you do not... That's like, that's like the Jewish man's weakness.
1: Like yeah. You can't. You got to be careful. And a trampoline place, do you go to those? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, I was like, okay. guys, I'm tapped out here. I want <laughs> nothing to do with this. Because I'm like, I can't do it. Like, if there was something, like, if, if, if Hemsworth called me and was like, mate, I need you to be in Thor 4, mate. Like, you know. <laughs> but you got to do this crazy running scene. I'd be like, I will tear my ACL for you, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. I'm not for a dumb fucking trampoline it's place. True. It's
2: true. If, like, you know, like, that's how it is. It's like, I would never go skydiving.
1: Yeah, it's not worth
2: it. But if they're like, uh, we're doing the point break, reboot, reboot. Come on. <laughs> you've got to jump up. car. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, okay, you know. Uh, I
1: did this uh, for the listeners. I'm I'm revealing my pectoral at the moment. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, he's got a tear
1: there. And I ripped my
2: pec. And how did you do Josh that? Peck, Josh pec bench pressing, CrossFit. Oh, shit, wait. Bad. Yeah, guys, you can't see it, but it actually looks like a gnarly barbed wire scar. Yeah. It looks like barbed wire. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it- and I, so wait, you're pushing up and it just... I was doing, yeah, five... How I, bruised was that for a while?
1: There the, there. From here to here, it was full of blood. And then I remember, it's one of those things you don't have to get fixed, but my wife's family is like, you know, a lot of them played in the NFL and a lot of family friends. And so thank God I was around them during this time. And they were like, oh, the, you need to fix that immediately. Like you're... At the time I was 27, they're like, you can't go through life with no pectoral muscle. Yeah. Thank God I did. But I just remember like... I was I was doing the reps and the third one went up and then I went to push the fourth and I just heard a towel rip inside of me. Oh! <laughs> and I just was like, oh, this is bad. And from then on, no more CrossFit. Done. Sorry, CrossFit.
2: That's so funny. When I was like, even like at my strongest, my bodies would be like, yo, can you help me move? Right. I'd be like no. Yeah. And they'd be like, why? And I'd be like, well, I I, and I did do this. This was an advanced maneuver. I bought I like bought a pickup truck. Okay. Somebody's like, could you help me move? I'd be like, yep. And I toss in my keys. Solid. And I'd be like Great. Just toss me the gas back. And they're like, oh, but you want to come like help me move? I'm like, you think I'm gonna come and pick up a couch at your house? I'm gonna hurt myself. Sounds and i like, man, look at you, you're a big guy. You lift weights. I'm like, yes, but it's all for show. It's contained. Like they're not, like they're not functional. Purely I could, vanity. I could I could take, I could bend down pick up your couch and then put it back down in the exact same spot, like maybe eight times. Right, but I can't move it. I can't walk around with that. I'm like, I'll hurt myself. I'm like, plus, I'm like 30-year-old Jewish man. It, I'm, I will get hurt. It's kryptonite. Yeah. And it's I'm, bad. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's even funny. Like if my parents, like if they were like, oh, like help around the house, like, you know, like clean the leaves out of the gutter. I'm like, well, I'm just going to hire a guy to go clean the gutter out there. Yeah, people, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: ladders, what? Yeah. I, I'm so glad that I don't have that part of the male ego that's so prevalent. in guys I know, especially in their 30s and 40s, because I was fat as a kid, so I had no athletic prowess and I wasn't deluded at all to believe that I could ever have a career as like the first Jewish, like, you know, point guard. <laughs> <laughs> i just knew it and so but now i'll see my friends play in like these bullshit sunday beer leagues at like where they'll like get they'll all wear a uniform and they think they're being official and i'm like you guys are nerds and they will go so hard and get that's, so fucked up playing I,
2: I i wish i could play the games but a lot of my friends growing up are very competitive and that's like the one thing why i don't
1: right it's
2: like i can't I don't want to, like, get into a league and, like, you know, no disrespect for all the people that play the leagues out there. just my friends. They're so competitive that, right. like, I'm going to go out there and, like, they'll get mad at me for, like, dropping a ball and then, like, not talk to me for a week. You know, I did, like, flag football a couple of years ago, and it was, like, fun. But then there was, like, a couple of weird, like, bickerings that happened. Right. And I was like, that's there was supposed to be no negativity at all in this entire experience. I'm out here risking my ACLs for this. Yeah, you forget know to about get it. like shit on for dropping a pass. I'm like, bro, I never I was never had receiver fingers, you know? <laughs> right? Why would I have it now? I'm older, like I'm not doesn't
1: mean I'm better at it or anything, you know. This was I played in a celebrity basketball tournament that happened every year and it was basically a league for celebrities and like there were real celebrities in it and you got it was sponsored by the NBA so you got like the full gear and we had real referees we played at this beautiful high school gym and like Adam Sandler would play and Justin Timberlake and real celebrities and then you'd have everyone else to fill out the team like guys like me and so I would literally be, be getting screamed at because I didn't set up a screen right and I'm like bro you were on the third season of survival yeah like you have no place to scream at me right now like why are we taking it so seriously yeah, that's
2: the thing too right you're like i could only imagine like how how that scenario where you're just like well, i know that guy from that show i can't believe he's yelling at me right now over this this game of basketball yeah that doesn't he's not even nothing. a trophy
1: at the end means not no, like we've all won yeah. we're, we're like all killing it yeah so so you're saying and early on you're you know five six you watch terminator you know you want to be an entertainer but you become a teacher so what what's the teenage years like what drove you in a place where you're like i guess maybe i'll just get a regular gig and sort of head in that direction
2: well it was uh you know in canada we're in montreal where i'm from it's kindergarten to the sixth grade elementary school and then seventh grade to 11th grade is high school right and then after that you go to this thing called sejep for two years never even heard of that. yeah it's like university training it's like grade 12 13 almost but like in university style it's like a prep. schedule yeah exactly and then uh you go to university and so i was like in like 11th grade beginning of 11th grade and it's like haha i'm just living life playing xbox masturbating into my own belly button or whatever <laughs> and, uh, you know
1: how it is and then uh <laughs> <laughs> we all do it yeah.
2: <laughs> derek you know what i'm talking about
1: what's up uh, derek <laughs> I know. In like a couple of <laughs> years, you're going to be with your boy, Derek. And I'm like, how do I know you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I
2: was just doing it, you know, like living life and it's, everything's cool. And then it was just like, uh, I think maybe like March of 11th grade rolled around. And everyone's like, what are you doing with your life? Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know why. But what, did everyone decide this? And I was like, and I have like friends that are like, yeah, I'm going to be an electrician. And I have other friends that are like, well, I'm going into uh, this trade school. And other friends that are like, I'm going to pursue my master's in psychology. I'm like, yo, like, why didn't anyone talk to me? And I was like, kind of like, I guess.
1: You're like, I'm on the third level of Halo Yeah, exactly. And I was
2: like, why, why, why is this happening? Like, I got to decide this now. And like, I was like, I guess. And I remember in high school, I'm like, I guess I'll set up a meeting with the guidance counselor. Right. I went with the guidance counselor. And I was like, I want to uh, be in TV. (laughs) Okay. I wanna you know whatever it is to be in t v to learn how to film and learn how to edit, learn how to write, learn how to do sound, learn how to collect coffee for the boss, literally anything i wanna be on set no matter what in like, the world i would have i would have jumped and at the time I would like. I was just like, I would jump at the opportunity to like, you know, like, uh, like serve coffee to an executive producer on like, uh, some game show on the game show network. Like that would be right. like exactly where I want to end up and like somewhere here and maybe I'll meet people and I'll write and we'll figure something out. And you know, YouTube didn't exist, but I was waiting for it was YouTube, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I was like, I just want to be in like, yeah, I want to be in, uh, the, the NBA, but that's yeah, not happening. It's still got to make the right decision, and I was like, "Well, damn! Like, you think my chances of doing this are as good as your 45 year old ass making it in the NBA?" Did yeah, you just make you're five
1: seventy, compar- you dick. <laughs> I'm
2: like, that's huge. Like, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of moments like that. Oh, and then my dream mom, crushers. yeah, my mom's like, uh, "Well, you know, you work at summer camp every summer. If you go to teach, you'll teach." and you get to work with kids, you like working with kids and then you get the summer off. And so you could work at the summer camp still and then you could do some tutoring on the side. And like, you know, like uh, basically if you if you get your bachelor's and you go become a teacher in, in Montreal, Quebec, it's like, you know, uh, $35,000 Canadian for a salary, you know, and like you clear, you end up with like $31,000, which will always be a number that will be the most grounding number for me. Cause I'll always be like, to me, that is a year's worth of work. Hard work.
1: Yeah. Real work.
2: Monday to Friday, you know, and then like, you know, you have your hours after the fact and you have like once a month meetings on a weekend. like. But So for me, that was always like my grounding thing right. throughout the entire process of Epic Meal Time. And I was always like, I'm going to go into teaching because, yeah, it'll be good. And I, I, my first time substituting was for kids in grade seven. And my real year teaching as a teacher the year before Epic Meal Time was I taught grade 11. So those kids that were in the seventh grade, I watched them graduate my year as a teacher. Wow. And there was, and like, it's so cliche, and I'm not the guy at all. Like, when I went to university to be a teacher, the teacher would be like, you know, I'm one guy with 300 girls, because it's elementary education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know. Teacher, yeah, I know. Derek knows. And the teacher would be like, uh, what's, uh, you know, what are you guys here for? And someone would be like, I have this binder. It's my grandmother's binder when she was a teacher, and my mom's a teacher, and I want to be a teacher. And oh. then like, uh, I'm like, uh, I think I'd be good at it. <laughs> and yeah. i like my summers off you know and they're like you know it's like
1: <laughs> right can't be a pro xbox player mm-hmm. <laughs> not then you couldn't and yeah. it was
2: discouraging to me for everyone around me to love it so much they me to be like yo like no one here is just like doing it because they think they might do a good job at it but aren't really obsessed with it like everyone yeah. here is obsessed
1: Ain't nobody's settling yet jesus yeah.
2: <laughs> so like that, oh, quick, that's why i did it yeah. quick
1: question who's who are bigger dickheads uh seventh graders or eleventh graders Okay,
2: I would probably say like eighth grade boys are so like it's like seventh grade they're quiet and they don't want to do anything silly they like know their role eighth grade it's like they're they now have like leverage over one group right they're testing and they just every kid becomes like so such a, a nuisance I used to always. There would be kids. Kids would do stuff. And I was the class clown. I did weird shit. I pretended right. to have a seizure on the teacher's desk. I did all these goofy things. And like kids would make jokes in my class. And I'd be like, Daniel, that's not funny. <laughs> I was like, well, my friends are laughing. I'm like, no, I've been there before. <laughs> Let me Your friends you. are laughing because your friends are your boys. I'm like, FYI, they're probably not going to be your, your friends in 10 years from now. That's just how it is. Yeah. I'm like, but take a look around. Do you see any girl here laughing? <laughs> not oh one of them. I'm God. like, how many girls are looking down right now? I'm like, it's it's cringy. It's embarrassing. Like, That's so you're... brilliant. And I'm like, and the only reason why I'm saying this is because I've been you. And I think back of the jokes that I made and I knew deep in my heart, they weren't funny. Just like, you know, deep in your heart right now, it's not funny. And I'm like, look at me. You don't think I know funny? You don't think I know what a funny thing is? I do. I'm like, so in my opinion... Don't like you got to time your funny. You got to know when. There's a difference between being funny and being a little asshole. And, that's like, that's the major difference there.
1: That's the best advice you could ever give I a think kid. Ever. I think it stuck with
2: him. That's incredible. Like, it, it was like the only time I really felt like he listened. And for me, it was almost like I was talking to myself when I was younger. Because I remember where like the teacher would be like, you know, here's turn to page uh, whatever, and I'd be like, oh oh, <laughs> <laughs> my right, boys? they're like, yeah, high fives all around. Derek Way to go, and, and whatever. They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, my boys. But deep down, I was just like, you know, what kind of farce is this? It wasn't that funny. Yeah, well, you're breaking boys, down inside. Yeah, my boys backed me up. And then, like, I knew, like, you know, the, the girls, they're more mature. They weren't down with it, you know? Right. Um, but I did notice on, to switch to females, like, when a high school girl gives you attitude, there's literally, like, I've never once seen it handled in a way that doesn't escalate unless you just abandon and give it some time and come back to it later. Really? You know, like, I've had, like, it, like, encounters, like, sometimes, like, a, a like a, a, girl who's, like, a, a good girl and doesn't cause a ruckus or whatever does something or says something, and you're, like, oh, that's not the time, and she's, like, whatever, and then it's, like, oh, shit. Yeah, well. now, like, I'm, like, I know she's a good girl, and I know if I'm, like, excuse me. She's like, I don't even like this class. And it's going to go to another place. Yeah. And then it's like black and white on paper. Like, I have to reprimand it. But I know that she it was like it. in a strange moment of of vulnerability or whatnot. So I'm like, I'll just get to this later. Right. But like, I've always like high school girl students, like when they would like, when it was like attitude turned on, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, this Def is Con like, 5. Yeah. This is like Stay a, away. a delicate process right now. I'm like, I'll come back to this at another time, you know what I mean?
1: Right, because you know that it's only gonna, it's gonna escalate, it's gonna peak, and it's gonna be the meanest, craziest thing you've ever seen, yeah. and then it's gonna go to tears. Yeah, and then exa- it's like, exactly, it will just be
2: like that, so I would just, my first day, I remember I went to elementary education, so I know how to you know, talk to elementary kids. Right. And uh, my first day in high school, I walk into the class, and I sit down at the desk, and I'm like, I'm substituting, I mean, I'm, I'm like 24 years old, the kids in grade 11 are like 18, so it's like weird to be 24 around 18 year olds. And in Montreal, like 18 years old is the drinking age and you can go out at. So like, yeah, everyone's... by all intents and purposes, we'd be waiting in line at the same club right now. <laughs> right. And they're my students. And I'm sitting down at the desk and I'm just chilling. And this kid walks in and he sees me and he says really loud, like pointing at me. He goes, who's this F a G about me. Great. And so I'm like, I instantly bend over and I open my desk and pretend like I'm looking for something in the desk, even though it's not my desk, I'm a substitute because I don't know how to handle like a level 10 issue now. I right. don't know how to handle something where this kid should be suspended for the word and directing it at a teacher and in front of the class. Totally. So I was just like, oh, I like bend down and pretended to look in the desk. Like I didn't hear it. I'm like banging the desk loud. Like <laughs> oh a my full God. second after he said it. Like where final... are those
1: rulers? God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: That's fuck... literally it. was Where do they keep the
1: fucking abacuses <laughs> around here? God damn it.
2: It was so pitiful. Keep graphing calculators. And then like, uh, this was the biggest mistake that was like uh, 20 minutes later, the kids were making a lot of noise. I'm standing. I'm like, guys, quiet guys. I quiet and I don't know if your teacher did this in elementary school, but, uh, you guys call it grade school?
1: Elementary school. Okay, no. Elementary
2: yeah. It was like, turn off the lights and cross your arms, you know, like teacher would do that and be like, when you're ready. Yeah. This is your recess time. So it's elementary tactic. Cause it's different from high school, you know? And I, I stand up and I go over to the lights cause the kids aren't listening and I'm like, well, I'm going to give them the old lights off.
1: Yeah. What's up?
2: I hit the lights. And I didn't realize it because I didn't think about it, but it was like a high school and like they don't have this in elementary school, but they had in high school, there was no windows in the room.
1: So it's pitch black. So I
2: hit the light and it went pitch black and like screams instantly out, I turn the lights on and like half the desks are upside down and tossed and there's papers everywhere like in the air slowly <laughs> falling down. Right. I was like, what the hell happened? It was like so fast. It was like, as soon as the lights went off, they were like, ah, and like threw shit in the they air. I thought it was, it was like a goddamn like I turned the light off, turned it on. And the class was literally upside down. And I was like, oh man, lost. I, everything I've learned yeah, you're for the not last prepared like, for this. four years, they really should have just stuck me in a class. Right. And like, and even when you did, you do your, like your stash where you go and you, you do like, you're like a your, like, little intern, like a like mini teacher shadow. Right. Like, they should have just given, like, me go hands on, you know, let the kids go at me for a bit so that when it's real deal and there's no teacher there to back me, I had the tactics.
1: Yeah, it's like gang initiation. You got to get the shit kicked out of yeah. you to be prepared. Yeah, that's exactly what it was.
2: I, I got the shit kicked out of me that day. I remember that.
1: Did you have any of those corny moments we see in movies where you, like, affected a kid and you were like, this is why I do what I do?
2: It was oh, actually, what I'm saying when I saw the kids graduate right uh, in grade 11 after I saw it, and it was cliches like I was at there uh, their grad, and I saw like you know even the kid that I told that he's not funny and stuff like that who right. is a funny kid, things like that. I watched. But you know gradu- who you
1: are, kid, Brian, yeah. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> Rick. Daniel,
1: uh, I'm not a teacher anymore.
2: <laughs> and, like, and he's an adult. So. Yeah. yeah. And, These uh, are the
1: hard realities. You sucked from age 14 to 17. It's okay. I did too. And uh,
2: I, they graduate and they're like at the dance and they get their diplomas and they're all there. It's like the prom basically. Right. And I'm just like, whoa. I'm like, it's so true. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to get all sentimental, but I do have this intense feeling of accomplishment. Right. High school was a life for me. Right. It was a lifetime. And to have watched these kids do it from the span of like, you know, 23 to 27, it was that, you know, or 22 to 26, it was this moment of, of being like, whoa, I can't believe I'm here. And I've been there for their, this whole life of theirs. And I remember when he, fr- I remember his first day of school and I mean, for his last day of school, it was special in itself, you know? Right. And that was probably that biggest moment where you're like, is there any cliche? You like, this is why we
1: do it?
0: This is why we do I it. I was
1: kind of like. That's why I did it. Uh, let's go throw some burgers on pizza. <laughs> well, it seems like, I mean, because you've been doing YouTube for, for eight, eight years eight years, and you're still a young guy. So it seems like that sort of came quite quickly. But was there ever, did you ever have that moment where you sort of reconciled the idea of like, man, like this is my life. It's going to be my life teaching and it's not a bad life, but fuck, I, I wish it was something else.
2: I would sit down on my break in class and nothing was more musing to this day, than teaching. To sit there and watch kids talk to each other and hear what they have to say and hear their perspectives. Nothing wanted to make me write movies or come up with ideas for entertainment more than watching them interact. Right. So when they would do that, I would go and I would... You know, at this time, I would film on weekends. I would film like rap, rappers' music videos on weekends and stuff like that and film. I always wanted to, It was just working in the space of film was always interesting to me. And I liked... There were times where it was like a nice day and I have like 45 minutes off in the middle of the day because it's like my break and I would like start writing an idea and like the sun's coming to my room and it's kind of warm and it's quiet and I'm like, this is chill. Right. Like it's totally chill. I could see doing this. Good life. I could imagine doing this. And then when I... Got that first year of teaching, and they're like, we could bring you in for another year, which is a big deal, because like you know, like just to, to get a government job, like guaranteed, like it goes a long way, especially to do it like 24. It's like by the time I'm 30, I could save up for a house, and like you know, I'll be on track for a house at 30 years old, like yeah, as a teacher, real and I'll have grown like up leisure time, and it'd be like you know. But I made this decision. I was like, I'm gonna take this summer now, and I'm gonna try and put myself in front of the camera, which I never did before. All the stuff really? was someone else because I did. I didn't want to. Ruined my teaching degree. I didn't want to go up there and be like, "It's bacon, bitch, suck on this dick." And then (laughs) they're like, "You know, you can't teach anymore." (laughs) Yeah, so i not be qualified. So I was just like, "You know, I'm going to take that shot." Right. I'll go. I'll take that shot. I'll put myself out there, and let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. And if by the end of the summer something happens, I'll pursue that. If it doesn't, I won't go back to teaching full time. I'll take substitution jobs, but I'll see what I could do. Right. And at this point, I was 25, and I said, "I will live in my mom's basement." taking the shot of making it or doing this high risk career until I'm 30, I have five years. And then when I'm 30, I'll cut my losses and I'll be dedicated to this job. I will be a teacher at 30 and I'll stick to that and I'll commit to that. And I made that five-year plan at 25 and I got lucky. It happened sooner rather than later in that plan. How quick?
1: The summer, the summer.
2: I filmed that summer. When I got finished teaching, I filmed the Epic Meal Time and I kept it on my computer for like three months as I kept editing it and I released it in October, but it was filmed like in July.
1: And the first video? The first
2: one got 100,000 views and I was like, I was thinking if I get 30,000 views, I'll upload again. It got 120,000 views, so I uploaded again and that one got 600,000 views and the next one got like 600,000 views and then the, the fourth episode got 2 million views. And then I was like, oh, I like called and I like took my name off the list for teaching or whatever, you know, everything. And I was like, this is what I do. I'm going to do this. Like, I have to do this no matter what. Like, you know, I got two million views on something like I have to commit to this. And like since that first upload in 2010, October, I never, ever missed a week. Wow. It's funny. Uh, Keemstar, he does like the drama alert on YouTube. He just posted up a thing uh, being like, oh, YouTube is fixing their sub box. And he's like, imagine these popular YouTubers for 2012 were able to reach all their audience. And it was a picture of Ray William Johnson. Fred Figlehorn, uh, Buck Hollywood, and myself, all people that I met, they're great guys. And I looked at them, I was like, damn. I'm like, but I'm still out here. Right. <laughs> I'm like, those guys aren't even on their channels anymore. They don't upload. I'm like, the one thing that I have, and I, I actually like it, but it's just funny to be thrown in the same box is like, I've never missed a week and I keep doing it. And I remember, like, there's this weird, like, I don't know if it's pride or ego or it's a challenge or it's like a weird, form of displaying my insecurity is like since 2013 people have been like i think it's done now time to move on right and i don't right i've kept it going and like so it's eight years and it's like you know wcw nitro was on the air less than epic meal time you know like i've done epic meal time longer than i went to elementary school or longer than i went to high school it's like it's become so long such a big thing like i've seen some like like 20 year olds or 18-year-olds, and they're like, yo, you were my childhood. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, eight years, you know? Well, I mean, you you get that. Like, you were, le- like, legit people's childhoods. Like, I was, like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, if you're – I'm there in grade 7 as on Epic Mealtime or your first day of high school, and I'm there, like, you know, in the middle of university for you. Like, I was there for a long time in your life.
1: Yeah, they're gr- – I mean – My fans have literally at this point, like they'll say you were my childhood and I'll be like, you're 28. (laughs) I'm only four years older than you, but it's it's a trip too. And, And do you think that there was, obviously the content was what won, right? Because you were producing something that no one else was and it was incredibly engaging. Do you think that you got lucky early on that you just intrinsically knew certain things that would help elevate it, like you understood clickbait, or you understood how to get it out to more people at a certain time?
2: I made multiple decisions early on that helped in a big way. And for those listening, I can give you my new updated versions for the 2018. I'm sure life. they'd love it. But uh, in 2010, uh, so stick around, guys, don't go anywhere. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> it's going to be great. Let's <laughs> keep 20, it on. In 2010, when I put it up, I looked at all the Canadian popular YouTube channels. And there was a YouTuber that uploaded Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and there was a girl that uploaded on Thursdays, and Saturday and Sunday just weren't like big traffic days back then. So I was like, oh, Tuesday is a day that no one uploads, probably because Tuesday is pretty shit. Right. I was like, yo, yeah, let's make Tuesday our thing. And like Tuesday was decided before the name Epic Mealtime was decided. I knew Tuesday was the day. Right. So it was gonna be every Tuesday a new Epic Meal time. That's how we'll do it. We'll never miss a week and that'll be the thing. And I did that because there wasn't anyone on it. And then when we uploaded the first video But, you know, back in the day, people, and still to this day, people are like, yo, guys, Mad Love, I want you to go and share my SoundCloud on your Facebook. Can you do me this one solid or whatever? And you're like, man, you ask me this every month. (laughs) You know, like, there's a little bit of invisible social capital you can't count. How many times can you go and call up a friend and be like, bro, hook me up one time? You know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, you can't do it every week. Yeah, you you have to be aware. Not even just, like, in a professional colleague relationship. Even, like, your best buds are going to be like, come on, man. Right. Lay off. Yeah, it's enough already. So I never used that social capital when a lot of people I knew were using social capital to market their albums or whatever. I never used it. And I I dedicated it to one specific thing. And it was really weird. I kind of focused all the efforts. So as I said, I put it up on BuzzFeed, the video. Right. Which meant back then you could put the YouTube link onto BuzzFeed.com. And I posted it. And I told everyone on my friends list, which was like a 1,000 friends, to go to this link and to click sign-in with Facebook. And then BuzzFeed had his, like, it was like a heart, what the fuck, LOL. Uh, You know, they had these badges. Right. So I said, everyone, please click the WTF badge. Right. So, like, it went from zero WTF to, like, you know, 450 WTF clicks, which ends up putting it in a pretty high space on the website because it was, like, a concentrated effort to breach the WTF page. And so then on that day, if you went to WTF on, like, the Tuesday in October 2010 – you would see Epic Meal Time in the top five, the first episode ever because like, my friends helped me out, the people that I knew on Facebook. Right. And then an editor saw it and said, your video was picked by an editor and is on the front page of BuzzFeed. And that took it from like 30,000 to 120,000 views.
1: And you were that- off.
2: And then after that, it was like, you know, I had friends that used Reddit and I never knew, but they would go and they would put it up on Reddit and they would get karma for it and stuff like that. And it happened kind of like through the internet, but there was like luck. And although there was a strategy to it, like choosing Tuesday, so I'm not interrupting another YouTuber's day. Right. And it was weird because back then in 2010, it was like the food category. Right. And then there was like the entertainment category, the news category. And if you were like Epic Mealtime, you uploaded in the food category- that's cool, Tuesday in the food category, but it'd be really weird if, like, another popular YouTuber decided to just do a food show, right, in the food category, and on Tuesday, it's like, yo, dog... You're stepping all up in my
1: category now. You you trying to get yeah, trying to get handled right now. I always
2: say people bitch about all the problems with YouTube now, guys. There's always something to bitch about every year. Yeah, of course. Oh, this guy's uploading in my category. What's up with that? Like there was always like little things to.
1: I I love social media (laughs) beef. I don't know. I don't know people that are less intimidating than social media people. (laughs) And like I've seen like back in the Vine days on 1600 Vine, motherfuckers would get hated. So like this guy stole my idea. I'm like we're all working from relatable content. Like most people have opened the fridge and there was nothing inside (laughs) we have to reconcile that this it's possible other people will have that idea when you're with your side chick and your girl called (laughs) yeah a lot of cheaters in this world friend adultery (laughs) is common it's it's been documented since early times but it's you know it's so interesting like when when was the first time in all of this where you were like where you got that first little tinge of like i'm i'm famous like were you like yo
2: well, like, I mean, I, I went to the mall in Montreal, like, like in my town. I went to the mall in Montreal in my town. Like, I walk in and, like, I was just wanted to go to the Apple store to exchange something. And I got stopped, like, 50 times to take a picture. Yeah. And that was, like, my first encounter. And I was like, what the hell? And we refer to this night as, quote, unquote, best night ever. It was the year we realized that people really liked Epic Mealtime everywhere. And it's, it's, we didn't add it to the fact that we had millions of views, but, like, we went out... In our hometown, like it was either that week or the next weekend. And when we got there, we were filming a video. So we had rented like a like a big car and like we all got out of it. And uh, as soon as we got out of it, all the people drunk on the street started like freaking because a couple of us were wearing shirts. Right. And it was like college kids and they all started like screaming and ran at us. And then before we knew it, we're in the middle of the street and the cars are honking, but we can't go anywhere because there's like literally like 200 people university students circling us and like high-fiving and taking pictures and hugging us and whatever. And like, you know, uh, even my girlfriend at the time, like I, like I feel bad, like I was with her and like, she's there and like girls are like coming up to me and like grabbing me and she's like pushing them literally off, you know? Oh, and yeah. it was like, it was just, it happened so fast. That's and- what
1: happens, baby. <laughs> <In demand. laughs> and to man,
2: and none of us, Bacon boys. <laughs> none of us are, uh, get it. None of us are, uh, like clubbing guys. Right, And none of us have the wardrobe appropriate for a club. When Same we're there, here. The bouncers like, "Yo, come into this club." <laughs> right, and we're like, "The hottest club in the city." What? And suppose
1: like, we will, good sir. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Bouncer.
2: We go in, and the, the owner like brings us a bottle and like Jeez. a table. It's all like all this stuff. Like literally, it was like when the night was done. We were all like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, yo, people like bacon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we're doing, but it's working. People like to eat in excess, I suppose. (laughs)
2: It was a trip. That was it. It was like a little trip. I think today if someone were to go and do or want to make it happen today. Right. Like some YouTubers had, you know, almost one would say it reached their demise, you know, or reached a place where some would have said it about me. But then they found themselves again on Vine. Right. Vine r- resurrected quite a few people. Um, Instagram does that as well. Like it brings some people that used to pop on YouTube. Maybe they don't now. But now on, on Instagram, they're coming back. They're appropriate for Instagram. Or maybe not like, uh, you know, someone like Daystorm. Right. When I did YouTube, when I first started, like he had like complaints about YouTube that mirror a lot of people's complaints today about YouTube. So I've been hearing for generations. People complain about YouTube when it doesn't work out. Right but then vine happened, and he got like a big resurgence there you know and like when I did vine I would when I was I was living out here when vine existed and like I would go to the movies and people would be like, oh it's that guy from vine and they didn't see epic meal time sure so like I got a different extension of my personal brand through vine and and it, it, it was a lot so in this day and age in 2018 if you want to break into the scene, YouTube is very difficult and it's because fundamentally, YouTube is not built to share. Vine was successful and a lot of people popped on Vine because you guys were very clever at working with one another, tagging one another, uh, re-looping each other's stuff and things like that.
1: And it was so bite-sized. It was so
2: quick. But there's not even – like there is no retweet or re-loop on YouTube. Right. If I like your content, I could comment on it. And that doesn't mean that people will see it or anything. YouTube it's to share. decides on YouTube. But in this day and age, I would say Facebook is if you want to start a career, if you're a stand up comedian or you think you do good sketches or whatever, 100% go on Facebook and do it. Maybe go on Instagram too.
1: Right. But Find the medium that supports what you those
2: Those two platforms, 100%. I tell people, like, if you want to pop, I would say, like, you know, go live on Instagram at the exact same time every day and have, like, a little 15-minute shtick that you do. Right. People love a schedule. They love when you're there and they can count on you to be there, you know, or go on Facebook and do it. I have a friend. He made, like, an extremely simple video, very simple, and it got, like, uh, 180 million views. Jesus. And he got 500,000 likes on his page. And it was, at, like, this was the first video. Right. And it was just like crazy fortunate. YouTube cannot give you that type of blind luck. Right. But Facebook has the power. And even if we're like Facebook only counts for three seconds, and even if the sound isn't on, it counts as a view. Well, let's just say then it was 18 million views, right? Let's divide it, you know, like... Yeah, but one, you're still yeah, crushing 10% it. 10% of
1: it, yeah. And the genius of daily content, right, Is and I feel this way for a lot of the things that I see on all platforms, is that the content isn't necessarily good, but it's junk food, right? So it's like... Well, it wasn't as great today as, but, you know, there'll be something tomorrow. Like everyone wants to give it a chance because it's five or ten minutes of their day, and they're willing to take a risk the next day because they know it's going to be there. Whereas, like, if something feels ultra edited and curated and it doesn't land, you're like, you spent six months on this, and yeah. they're like, now we have to wait another six months for something that might be shit like this. No thanks. Yeah. you ever put
2: up like a bad video or a bad vine, a bad picture or something? Of and course. People are, like, feeling it, and you're like, damn. And then the next day you just clear it up by putting up something dope. Right. Imagine you're like Tom Cruise and you got to wait like. A year for the next movie to come out and you hope that it's gonna be a hit. You know what I mean? Oh. Like you put like a bad movie out or something or people don't like it and you're like, damn. So much work. I have to sit in this like Meyer. stew in this like dark cloud of people being unhappy with my last movie and every article's like, that's the end of him. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> so we're well, so crazy like that.
1: That brings me to my next question, which you know, here you are living in both worlds, you know, you're here in LA for Food Networks, so you do like the legit theatrical TV film stuff, and then of course you do what originally got it good for you, which is YouTube. You know, I live in, in both worlds as well, and if a kid came up to me now and said, I really want to be an entertainer, what lane would you tell me to be in? I don't know what I would say, because in in Part there's part of me that feels like going the traditional theatrical route, which we were all raised on, is like the great achievement. I think it's sort of dying, but I'm not sure that YouTube has completely taken it over yet.
2: You, know, you got to be like, you got to find that middle ground and be like, bro. Go take a traditional concept and pitch it to Netflix. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, get a get a, get, a, get a, an ear or eyes at Netflix, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I say Facebook. Like, I saw, like, also, like, uh, you know, this guy that I always watched on Facebook, Joe Santagato. He's a hilarious guy. He does commentary. He's literally just, like, a funny dude from New York, I think. And he sits there and he's like, right. oh, look at these idiots on Craigslist. And it's funny. And I used to watch it on Facebook. And it would get, like, you know, 100,000 views, 200,000 views. And it got, like, 800,000, like a million, 1.5 million mil. And then I noticed that like he started to move people to YouTube and I was like, that was a a career that I was like, I define as like a one that wouldn't have existed when I started, but a path that exists now, you know, it was like taking Facebook and then moving to YouTube and Facebook is like so incredibly powerful. Like it's like really, it is like, it is still like at the top. So if someone's like, I want to make it or I want to do it. Like I would be like Instagram or Facebook. Right, and I say that, and that's like relevant now. I don't know when you guys are listening to this,
1: but <laughs> sooner than right later, now
2: we're in 2018 spring. That's ish. Might
1: be summer, but it'll be soon.
2: No, no, yeah, but that's oh yeah, but no, but then it might be if in summer, or uh, if this thing is dated at all, then like I don't know, maybe it's not relevant anymore. That's how crazy it is. Things change. Yeah, could change. Facebook had stuff like uh, they had their videos monetized. Right. And it was like, uh, you know, it's got to be 90 seconds for to have ads. I called up this kid in the UK. I gave him, like, money for every video. I was like, take these old Epic Meals. I'm like, cut out our faces. Cut out this. Put some cool music. Put black bars on the top and bottom. Be like, yo, who made this? Put, like, laughing emojis. Right. And let's make it 90 seconds. We'll put it up on Facebook. Makes, like, 15 of them. And then I get, like, an update, like, two weeks later. being like, now... It is three minutes for a video to be monetized. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Killer. Fuck me in my stupid Jewish ass. <laughs> Killer. And I call a kid. I'm like, we have to do them all again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, like I'm going to keep those, but maybe I'll just co- chop 30 seconds, throw them on Instagram. I'm like, but yeah, they got to be three minutes
1: now. Yeah, you got to make and it that's more- just You don't
2: control that stuff. Those types of things, they happen. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh,
1: I think it's also a willingness to like... Like, for me, right, I came from Drake and Josh, and then I was able to do some cool movies. And now, like, I'll have kids come up to me and be like, you're from David's Vlogs. And I'll say, sure. (laughs) Like, okay. It's like, inevitably, you sort of say... I'm willing to sort of adjust with the times and some of us attain such heights that we become known for this one thing and that's our calling card. But inevitably it's like, are you willing to be malleable and work in the mediums that are hot at the time and stay relevant that way instead of saying like, well, I was huge here and this is a respect I should get. Yeah, it's like, if it's, I'm in David's vlogs, I'm in David's fucking vlogs. And you know what? Uh, thank I, you. I, <laughs> I,
2: I, I respect that. And if the person cannot understand that and respect that then they'll never get past like if you think these comments only come like in like a place where it's like whoa Nickelodeon David vlog I don't if you think the comments right. only come like there you're happened. wrong because right. when you're on Nickelodeon you'll still get those comments in a form or another and if you can't deal with that belief of, like, being like, oh, well, you know, once I go here, I can't go to a place where people are debating whether it's, you know, as prestigious as being on Nickelodeon or something. It's like you'll never make it even when you're at the top of the game. Yeah. Because at the top of the game, the hits come way harder. They're way more ruthless. Like, let me tell you something. Someone, and I lied, I brought him up one more time, Rogan <laughs> Paul gets it way worse now at the top than – ever you know what i mean totally myself like people will be like oh man like uh sometimes i'll recognize a video game high school sure or like a, a vine you know like but usually like epic meal time and the biggest thing is like oh man yeah how come you don't do it anymore
1: oh i get like, that
2: yeah and in my head it's like well i've never missed a Tuesday." <laughs> i'm like but i'm like i don't know man uh, oh. <laughs> and it's like there's like like i understand and accept that what i did was uh a worldwide novelty at the point right. to the point that like food network made like shows where they're like epic foods and they have some dude that kind of looks like me and <laughs> right. McDonald's refers to their big Mac as an epic meal on billboards. Like I know that there was a point where I felt like the spearhead of changing the food industry. Yeah, you're for like
1: influencing a, the lexicon for like a
2: seven, seven month period. And now I know that it's like people will go every day on like my channel and they're like, Oh, this dead channel. What are you going to do? Whatever what are going to do. But it's strange because in some elements there are there are a lot of elements that are more profitable now even than they were then. Right. You know, and there was things that like I didn't pay attention to when it was so popular. You right. get like this weird like oh my god, like everything is everyone like it's like you want to close things off. You're
1: it was very strange. It was like I, I felt like I missed two years of my life. I'll tell you about Uh, An experience I had the other day and I had to realize that I was projecting my own shit on this guy and self-correct myself because inevitably look like people People are great in so many ways and a lot of people suck and you get the full gamut of it when you have people who watch you And some people come at you with like the most love and so much respect and it's such a joy And some people will come at you sideways just because they don't know any better And I was at the gym, sitting in the steam room by myself in the schwitz, just relaxing, having a moment. And I see this guy walk in and he clocks me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And he sits near me, and I could tell that he wanted to start a conversation. I'm just like, and I'm just minding my own business. And he looks at me, he goes, what's up, bro? Don't act anymore, huh? (laughs) stopped acting huh
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's like yeah Uh,
1: and i was like and i just look at him and i go what and he's like don't act anymore huh And, and i just was like no i still act and then he immediately sort of shrunk and didn't say anything else and i could tell that he felt bad and And we're sitting there and I'm like, Josh, in my head, I'm like, clean it up, Josh, clean it up. Because the reality is, if I was in Ready Player Fucking One or something like that was very relevant and dope, I would have laughed it off and looked at him and said, actually, I'm in the new Spielberg movie. And it would have been nothing. But the truth is,
2: like, yeah, if you were in Ready Player One, maybe he still would have said the exact same thing. Like, even if you're in something like extremely super relevant, doesn't mean he's seen it. Right. You know, the, the biggest mistake I've made is assuming that like someone else on YouTube would be like, oh, like, what do you do? And this was, like, back in the day, like, you know, like, 2014. So I'm like, what do you do? I'm like, come on. Is this a joke? Right. And I was like, why would I? Like, I think back, I'm like, why would my stupid ass say that? Right. Like, did did I think everyone watched every channel on YouTube or, like, was like, what's the top 50 YouTube channels? I'll go watch all of them. Like, did I think that? What was I thinking? And I have said that before. And I look back then, I'm like, oh, that was really It's foolish of me to think that someone would know even if they were in the space. And it's because you know what, to be fair, I have come across phonies. Totally. I'd be like, Oh, they'd be like, What do you do? I'd be like, Oh, it's just a cooking show. And then I'd be like, Oh, I never what what kind of shows? I'd be like, It's called Epic Meal Time. They'd be like, never heard about it. And then like, you know, the waiter will come by and be like, I get drinks, and they'll be like, This guy wants Jack Daniels. And I'm like, Well, that's weird. Why would you say that? I thought you don't know what the show is. Totally. So like I've been around phonies, and then you get this weird diamond skin, like protector, and then when someone makes a comment, you're like like, you trying to start shit right now, bro? But, like, you forget that, like, you know, it's a million different people lives or whatever, or in this case, you know what I mean? Like, I've I've been exactly with with what you just said.
1: And I had to, I apologized to the guy, and I was like, hey, man, listen, I didn't mean to be, you know... Oh, you
2: did that right there? Oh, that's big.
1: I just was like, you know, and I didn't, like, indulge it too much. I just said, I was sort of taken aback by your question. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to come at you like that. And he immediately was like, Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. I didn't mean to come off rude because I'm sure that was his in. And for many people, because, you know, you have to assume that for most it's like a very specific entertainment device and it's major TV shows in their house is their main sort of uh, system for watching anything. And then maybe they go to the movies and then maybe they see independent movies and then maybe they see your, your social media stuff. But to him, he just knew me from Drake and Josh and thought like, well, you haven't done that for 10 years. Yeah, And, and people, it's not his fault.
2: People say to me, they're like, well, you don't do Epic Meal Time anymore. And I'm like, no, I do. And they're like, what? And I get it. I'm like, I mean, I've watched wrestling, WWE. i like watched it my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, And then I stopped for like 12 years. And then you go back and you're like, wow, they're still doing it.
1: Yeah. There's Triple then, like, H.
2: People, Yeah. <laughs> people do that with me. Yeah. Know? They're like, whoa, you're still here. Right. You know? And like, for them, it's like, it's like. They don't think about how much time passed or anything and you've been there every week or, you know, you've still been present or putting yourself out there, but they're just not catching it because it just doesn't, you know, there's so many things to do with your time <clears throat> right? and like it's all of our lives and you forget perspective sometimes. That like, oh, maybe, maybe this person doesn't watch YouTube,
0: you yeah. know, like maybe
2: they don't watch YouTube anymore. Like it's totally understandable, but it's funny because like back in the day I used to be like, this guy's on YouTube and
1: doesn't know me.
2: Right. You know, and I was like just such a... <clears throat> douchey mind frame to begin with
1: totally you know? like and the only thing that kills me is when kids would come up to me and they'd want like a picture and it, it would so be my pleasure and then the parent would always have to give the caveat of I have no idea who you are uh. but my son over here is going crazy like will you let me like and I'd be like sir I I recently said this to a dad, and I think he appreciated it. I couldn't fucking help myself. And feel free to judge me, listeners. I'm probably a schmuck. But (laughs) I just looked at the guy, and I was like, Can I give you some advice? He's like, Okay. And I was like, You don't have to let me know that you have no idea, like that I'm not shit to you. (laughs) You know? Just let your daughter be stoked. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I was like, Great. Let's take the picture. You ever
2: see, like, you ever see, like, uh, someone might come up to you in this lab and be like someone will take a picture I'm like oh my god no way i love your shit and you'll be like yeah it smells so good let's take a picture and take a picture <laughs> and then someone else comes up because they see it and now you're like a pokemon to collect they just don't know which pokemon <laughs> right. it is or power level yeah and they'll come by and they're like oh my god, I, yeah i get a picture <laughs> and you're like uh, yeah of course and they're like yeah what, what do you do Right. And they're, there and they're like, why are we taking this picture? But that's just something we wouldn't do. But this is like for them, like it's cool. And the asshole thing that I do is I'll say like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, a hockey player. Amazing. I'm a professional hockey player, so make sure you just say the New Jersey Devils number seventy two when you press <laughs> this right.
1: up. You go for a team from the States, huh? Yeah, you don't, we can not, not the Canadians, Well, because huh? if
2: I'm if I'm in Canada, oh, right. I can't know. reference a Canadian. Smart. Just in case. Tampa you know? Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah, like, That's my dad. You know, yeah. I'm so on like, the
1: Nashville Predators.
2: That's probably the dick thing that I do there. And like uh like I've met dudes who will come up to me that are big bearded dudes and they'll like walk right up to my face and be like, think you could eat more than me <laughs> and that i like i have like the best deflectors for that because that's like i could deflect like a like a sauce boss type character i'll turn up like i would never eat more than you and i'll hug them you know yeah. and i'll be like oh what the fuck yeah and like, this oh, wait from? this guy's been acting this thing this whole time you know what i mean <laughs> uh, and i was just filming a universal city walk and it was so cool for me because I'm like, whoa, like I'm Canadian. So, like, I, like, I'm like, University Walks, the coolest thing. Entertainment capital, the entertainment capital. You know, like, <laughs> right. I love this place. And now there's a camera there and they had like, my picture up. It was so cool. I'm like, whoa, I'm, like, famous again for today. Right. Like, <laughs> I, they, I, they have this camera set up and I'm there and I'm just like, all I'm saying is, today on Famous Food Truck. And it's just the opening thing. Right. And I'm there, and they're like, actually, I'm like, today on Famous Food Truck. And then this, like, grown woman goes, wow, so good. You're so talented. Like, wow, look at you. And, like, I kind of, like, like a troll. Yeah, so yeah. So, like, a troll in real life I is even better. And I was, like, turn around, like, well, mom, why don't you come over here? And you'll see what we're serving up in the second half of the day. Come on, bring the kids, too. And I just went off, and she, like, kind of just walked away. But the cameraman came to me. He's like, that's so weird that you're here. And that woman felt like she had to, like, kind of, like, burst your bubble in a strange way of being on the show there. And I was like, I didn't see it like that. Right. And he did. I thought she was just like, kind of like, you know, wanted to rise out of me. Right. Wanted to like, not like burst my bubble, but that's how he took it. But I took it like, if someone like you've taken a million pictures with people. Right. That dad is looking at you and he's like, my daughter knows this guy. This guy's important. Like I can go up to him and tell him a picture. What kind of sentence can I fabricate to so that it's it. not annoying or it's different or that I'm not a creepy old fan? Or what if this guy does like like a weird like shirtless boy band dancing type pretty boy thing that my daughter does called like the pretty dancing uh, shirtless <laughs> tea so, party? So far from show. that. Yeah. And like what if... I the- wore
1: many shirts. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I wore a skin shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, what if it's like that? and it's like he doesn't want you to get the wrong idea of him so he overthinks it right. and i've come to notice that there is a pattern of people that occur and it you will only fall into this if you overthink the encounter and totally. I think that's an overthought encounter. You're right. Where it comes in and it's just like, you know, you're like, you know, piece of advice. So you just like, you know, you wouldn't go up to someone and be like, hey, I uh, don't like your stuff, but uh this guy does, you know, and it's true. Right. People forget that it's just a people to people encounter. You don't need to worry about it, you know, you don't need to think too hard. But like my my common encounter that will occur right. will be like uh like someone might come and uh and be like, "Oh, yeah, like, take a pickle, but like, yeah, man. They'll be like, hey, I, I fucking hate vegans. <laughs> And I'm like, no, oh, they're cool, man.
1: Oh man, like, I don't get. And then, I, I'll
2: be like, dude, I don't get caught about like what's not in a meal. Right. I'm more about what's in the meal. So no disrespect. And they're like, oh, I didn't mean. Anything. And I'm, like, I'm just like, oh, he wanted to connect with me. Yeah. But he only knows a character. So like, it, it, it was an overthought thing. Totally. And and like I I, I get it because it's like it's so strange. Like even even to this day, some picture scenarios will and I'm not a guy that gets embarrassed or shamed or cringy but some picture scenarios will make me cringe and it's been 8 years right sometimes someone will look at me and look at me and like then they take out their phones like it's a guy and a girl and like they're both like looking and I see their camera apps are open and they keep staring at me and whispering and glancing back and I'll walk over like hey what's up guys and they'll be like hey and like guess want a picture they're like no it's cool
0: Oh, and I'm like
2: oh, your your pictures are open. They're like oh,
0: what? How'd that happen? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and
2: like it's like I wanted to just do it, and then it's funny because it's like now I'm there and I got rejected and taking a picture with them. <laughs> right. Now you're like, like the weird douche. Who's like, hey, like... You want a picture with the bacon boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sauce, sauce, sauce. like it's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> famous Harley over here is willing to bless you with a photo of his face. Yeah. I know.
2: And it gets to a weird place. You want to like... I don't know. The, the, the photo encounters are strange. And like, you know, like I've dated girls where like some people will come by and be like, can I get a photo? And be like, Let me take a picture for you. Or if they stood at me, like some girls, they'll go over and be like, do you want a picture with him? It's totally cool like that. Or And I've never said no to a picture ever. And right. then sometimes... I've dated girls that are, like, when someone comes, to like, hey, I get a picture, they, like, immediately walk away. They're, like, I don't want to be there in this weird encounter where right. this guy
1: is you know, having this moment and yeah. I remember I was at, you know, there was, uh, I was shooting actually something with David and so there were all these like young kids around and they're like, not young kids but like 19, and, I don't know, 22 and crazy, they're eh? drunk. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> and they're like drunk and I just remember like a kid looks at me, one of the guys and he's like had too much to drink and he like puts out his arms in front of everyone, gives me a massive like hug me brother. And that's like my catchphrase from Drake and Josh. And I just look at him, as I would look most people who do that to me and i go oh dope like like i don't know what you want from me in that moment like because i can't play out this fantasy for you although thank you for acknowledging that you like me and i was just i was like cool dude and he looks at me and goes oh you're too fucking good for that i'm like that's mean
2: now this now is... it's like you can't hug a stranger and if a stranger doesn't want to hug you and you say like you insult them it's like we we, we totally just tore down all barriers of human beings right and social interactions yeah. Based on like literally a fantasy expectation.
1: Well, and that's totally it. Because I see people sometimes when they're like, if, if they approach me and I see them cooking something up. And I want to be like, because I know in the head to like, wait till he catches it. Like he's never gonna expect this one. Yeah, and, then, like, yeah. and like they can be the hug me, but I'm like, it's only the most recognizable catchphrase from yeah. the show. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, I mean, it's like, you know, going up to, I don't know, like Justin Timberlake and be like, bye bye bye, man. And like you know, yeah,
2: but like no, but like it, it requires something from him too in a way. Yeah, like it's almost like, yo, do the dance with me.
1: Right. You know?
2: Like, so, what people will do with me is, and, and you don't have this deflection because, like, I also played like the character as an asshole. Right, and right. Always of course. Been, like, a great dude. So, I can pull out the asshole card, and sometimes, like, a guy will take out his phone, and I don't want to do this. I don't like to being told what to do, anyways. It's a weird thing I have. So, like, course. this guy comes up to me, or someone will come up to me, and he'll, like, take out his phone, and he'll be like, yo, say bacon strips and bacon strips and bacon strips with his phone running in my face. I'll be like, what, well, you think the sauce boss is some monkey bitch some circus monkey that does tricks for you bitch that's and then i'll stop incredible. and he'll be like yo that was mean and i'll be like dog that was the sauce boss yeah you didn't ask me i'm like if you want a picture i'm like hey you come over ask nicely i'll do it i'm like but you asked the sauce boss if he wants to to do his catchphrase and you got the sauce boss I'm like, right that's how he would do it i'm like i'm just putting myself in the character and that's and it's like that's incredible well, it's almost because like on the spot i get to have that moment like i don't that want this i'm like let me hide reaction. behind this character for a second but get that shit out of my face that's and I, amazing i remember talking to adam richmond actually man versus way early like 2011 and he saw this video where i was like someone came up to me and said something i was like don't even touch me with those fingers because like a random person grabbed me he was like i saw that he was like i'm so jealous you could do that he goes because i remember one time i was on the phone and some dude was like yo yo man versus food man versus food can i get a pick can i get a pick? And I was like, oh, sorry, dude, one second. I'm on the phone. He was like, it was bad news. And I'm on the phone. And the guy was like, yo, dog, like, it's literally a pick. It'll take a second. And he was like, man, what's your problem? This is a serious phone call. Can you give me a second? I was like, wow, you're an asshole like that?
1: You're an asshole.
2: And, like, he was like, I wish I could have done what you did. He's like, but I'm attached to a a, a brand. Like, I couldn't have done that in that moment there. And I was just like, I always remember that because I never thought about it, even like yourself, you know? Right. Like Josh Peck is not an asshole. The sauce boss can sometimes do it. So I've hidden behind that before. Right. I've been like, bitch, don't tell me what to do. Ooh, you know? That's, that's like, beautiful. <laughs> I gotta
1: create a sauce boss. <laughs> damn it.
2: <laughs> a Stefan. Evil Josh.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> God. That's a dream. It's the one, one place we, we we mess up on a drink of Josh. Well, I don't wanna take any more of your day, dude, but I got love I you. Got a lot
2: to do, so. This was incredible. Yeah.
1: Oh, can I plug something? Plug it up. Plug nonstop.
2: I, and I, just to tell you conversationally, also, I want to mm. I want to send you a package of it. I made a jerky Solid. called Pizza in a Bag. Great. And tell it, me more. It got picked up at Walmart. And nice. It's in a triangle bag, and it's pepperoni jerky, and there's like supreme and pepperoni and buffalo, and they all taste exactly like pizza. Oh my and god. I I do keto. I did keto like a low carb like high-protein, high-fat, low-carb, there's literally like three grams of carbs in the whole bag, and it tastes like pizza.
1: Oh, my God. Every
2: Walmart, every single Walmart, pizza in the
1: bag. Is it when? Is it on shelves now? April. April. Yeah, Beautiful. Since, since April it's been on since shelves. Since April. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's mid-August, no, that's, that's <laughs> sick.
2: Dude, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's cool. I it. but I, yeah, I want to send you a bunch of them. Throw me like a P.O. box or something or whatever. I'm going to send you a box. It's going to come with like a little... Little, a nice little handwritten letter for you. That's but for you guys, pizza in a bag. Go
1: yo, check it out. go buy That's that good. immediately. Anything yeah. else?
2: Uh, yeah, Harley plays on everything. Epic Mealtime. Can you believe they still do it, those idiots? I know, every Tuesday, <laughs> apparently. People are always like, whoa, like... Uh, are you surprised? Like, you're on this Food Network show and you're still doing Epic Mealtime? Like, yeah, I was joking. <laughs> yeah. I was joking when I did that first episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was good seeing you, by the way. I haven't seen you since iHeartRadio, I think, in Vegas. You yeah, know, a I, few years ago. It's so crazy because, like, I'll still follow you on everything and I see everything you're doing. So it's, like, so strange when, like, I see you and there's, like, a weird, like, hasn't skipped a beat moment. But right. it was really awesome. Hopefully, you guys could hear this genuine high five.
1: That's right, nice. listeners. Thank you, dude. Peace. That's it. That happened. You've listened. It's over. Finished. Harley. What a guy, right? A mensch, a good dude. Smart, funny, talented, but just a good guy. We've got, we've got a similar ethos. We have we got a similar way of looking at the world, which is what I've always loved about him. Check out his pizza in a bag. It's so good. Supersnacktime.com. He actually sent me a bunch of them after this interview, and I ate all of it. And I don't, I don't regret it for a minute. Nope. Still don't. Thank you guys for listening. It's always a pleasure to bring you this pod. I have so much fun doing it and I hope you enjoyed it. And may- maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't listen to it at all. Maybe you just tune in for the outro because that's your thing. You love a good outro. And if that's the case, uh, yeah, it's weird. That's weird. But you are well within your right to do it. And for that, I support it. I will see you guys next week with more people that I am interested and fascinated by. This is Curious. Bye.